What's up and welcome back to 24 Minutes of A24, the podcast that takes a look at the A24 movie library 24 minutes at a time. I'm Ethan Simi. And I'm Ben Lawhorn. This week on the podcast, we are taking a look at the 2015 sci-fi drama, a kind of thriller, Ex Machina. But before we get into that, we have been blessed this week with some fantastic trailers from A24. We got The Tragedy of Macbeth and The Humans. Ethan, what were your thoughts? At, dude, absolutely blessed. This is insane that we've got two trailers for two A24 projects within a week, by the way. Like, I think the Humans trailer dropped and like Tragedy of Macbeth dropped like two days later. And I was super hyped on it. Um, I, I want to talk about the Tragedy of Macbeth first, if you don't mind. Let's do it. Because it's, it's a very interesting trailer. It's 56 seconds long. That mm-hmm. is like... That's like not even a teaser trailer. That's just like a, it's, is it a baby trailer? I don't know what it is. Maybe it's what, yeah, I think (laughs) it's what teaser trailers are supposed to be, but now teaser trailers are like four minutes long. So this is like, it it was the definition I think of a teaser trailer where it's like, we just got kind of some like ominous music and like, you know, obviously some of the, the pros from Macbeth and then these great shots all in black and white, like. I think it was in like a three, four, like yep, uh, landscape. Yeah, it was like, it looked beautiful. I, I cannot wait. And honestly, anything Denzel, I'm here for. Yeah, it it does look phenomenal. So right now, like as of recording, it sits at a 100% on Rotten Tomatoes with 27 crit- critic reviews. I know 27 is not a lot of reviews, but to sit at a 100% with any any reviews, I guess minus like one or two, because that's kind of cheating, is is pretty damn impressive. Um, and it it premiered at the New York Film Festival this past weekend. Nothing but good things from like everybody who's seen it. Like you said, Denzel, you've got Frances McDormand, uh, Oscar winner of of Best Actress, Best Picture last year. Like this is ridiculous. And I know the cast outside of them is like pretty minimal. That it's basically them is pretty much like what we're gonna be watching. Mm-hmm. Another interesting tidbit about this movie is it's Joel Cohen's first outing without his brother. And so we're getting a first solo film from Joel Cohen. Which is going to be great because honestly, I was going to say Francis McDormand has just been batting a thousand on any Cohen yeah. Brothers movie. So I'm all for her being in this. I'd say if there was a third person that we needed to mention, it is Brendan Gleeson, who yep. happens to be the dad of the guy that we're going to be talking about later on today. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm just, I'm all in on this movie a hundred percent. I cannot wait. The humans to me looks like equally, honestly, if not more interesting to me, I'm so excited for the humans like Steven Young. I, I love him and you know, just love their whole cast that they have. Beanie Feldstein's been knocking out of the park, especially mm-hmm. with this, uh, the impeachment series they got going on now. Richard Jenkins is always fantastic. I'm, I'm excited to see Amy Schumer in what kind of appears to be a dramatic role. I'm sure it's going to be funny. Yeah. You know, there's going to be humor in it. We saw that in the trailer, but this isn't like an out and out comedy like she's done before. Um, that and that then, was my, yeah. that was my question to you. I, I was the, the humans trailer to me looks really, really good. And I want to say something about it in a second, but by far and away, the, the thing that people have been saying the most is like, Oh, Amy Schumer. And people are like, mm-hmm. no, this is not good. And truth be told, I haven't seen a lot with Amy Schumer, so I don't really like put her in a box. I think she looks pretty good in this movie. I th- yeah, I think she looks great. I think like most people, we all just kind of know her as a comedian. I've, I mean, I've seen her in person. I think it is maybe oh, wow. a lot of the bros who are just like, oh, Amy Schumer, like it's always vagina jokes, whatever. I'm like, yeah, but I mean, she's funny. Like I, <laughs> yeah. we watched her 
cooking series with her husband. I'm just, I'm excited to see this turn for her because I think, you know, I don't know if it's going to be like Jim Carrey in the majestic or Mm -hmm. uh, Adam Sandler and punch drunk love. Like, I don't know what kind of serious turn this is going to be for her, but comedians have shown that they know how to do serious stuff. Uh, So I'm, I'm stoked to see what she does. And I'm always here for June squib as well. She's going to be great. Yeah. I think, I think the, the cast itself, there's like only six people casted. So I think it looks really good. I'm always here for more Richard Jenkins. I think mm. he is great, constantly underrated. I know he's been around for a while, but he still just knocks it out of the park. What I do want to say about this trailer, and I don't know how you feel, because I've basically I've seen this trailer and I've like I've talked to my wife about it, who really could care less about just movies forever mm. and always. And <laughs> she's like, Yeah, sure, whatever you say, it looks great yeah. and stuff. So here's my thing is I'm I'm curious because it's an A24 movie, obviously. Mm-hmm. A24 known for out of the box, little twisty, little turvy kind of things. This looks like a very set in stone family drama, but I'm picking up vibes of like going to get some epic twist in like the last 10 minutes. Is that, is that what your feeling was? Or are you just like taking this for a good family drama? No, this, this will definitely have some twists. The thing I feel like A24 is doing differently with this movie is this kind of looks like one of those just an amazing one location movie yeah. where the people are just in one spot the whole time. And if that's the case, if you're taking away a lot of the scenery and stuff like that, then the story has got to hit. Mm-hmm. And I don't think A24 is going to mess around with this at all. So I'm I'm just like so excited. because It's going to like build up, I think, you know, almost like the claustrophobia and the tension of everyone just being around each other all the time. And it's going to I have no doubt it's going to pay off. I agree. I think it's going to be fantastic. The Humans releases November 24th, Thanksgiving Day in the U.S. in theaters and simultaneously streaming on Showtime, which is, I think, the first kind of co-release we've had to Showtime ever, which is very interesting. Uh, And The Tragedy of Macbeth releases in theaters December 25th on Christmas. A24 just going for the jugular on the holidays right here. Thanksgiving and Christmas. And then you've got uh, The Tragedy of Macbeth streaming on Apple Plus on January 14th. So they're going to make you wait like three yeah. weeks for, for Macbeth. If you're not willing to go to a theater, you know, I'm, I'm sure you and I both, man, theaters, theaters oh, all yeah, day, 100%. baby. They're going to capitalize on, the, on that holiday time. And I feel like a lot of people are going to go check that out for sure. Definitely. Two wonderful trailers. Let's talk about Ex Machina. How long until we get to this estate? We've been flying over this estate for the past two hours. Caleb, I'm just gonna throw this out there so it's said, okay? You're freaked out. You're freaked out me meeting me, having this conversation in this room at this moment, right? But can we just get past that? The whole employer-employee thing? It's good to meet you, Nathan. It's good to meet you too, Caleb. This building isn't a house. It's a research facility. And I wanna talk to you about what I'm researching. You want to see something cool? That's that's what we're here to do. And I watched this movie last night. I rewatched this movie last night. You are fresh, man. You just saw this movie like literally right now. Yeah. Yeah. I just finished it like 20 <laughs> minutes ago. I had seen it before. Um, I watched it. I went in blind with uh, my buddy Tyler from the other podcast, three films in a pod. We mm-hmm. watched it together. He came over to my place like, I don't know, let's just throw it on. And I think we just sat in silence for two hours. Just like, holy <laughs> shit. Like, what was that? Yeah. We had no idea at all. And I, I feel like I can speak for both of us. We loved it. I, I really like this movie a lot. Uh, 
It is a beautiful movie. It's kind of a haunting movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the way they break it up into like the seven different sessions or chapters is just amazing. And I think it helps, you know, kind of build the tension. And our our three main leads, speaking of three leads in a movie, like they carry this thing. They are great. Oscar Isaac just knocks out of the park as Nathan. He's wonderful, but equally as good as Donald Gleason who's, you know, invited onto this island. It seems like an island, right? Like, I don't know exactly where it's at. Yeah, it's but got island vibes for sure. It's essentially an island, but he gets invited to come there. And then uh, Alicia Vikander, who was just perfect, I think, for this role. Um, this, I think, was the first time that I had ever seen her in anything was this. Mm-hmm. And she was she was magnificent. Yeah, I think the movie as a whole is, like, very surface level, instant classic. I think you're talking about, yeah. like, sci-fi thriller tension filled just really like enthralling cinema it's got the shots it's got the storyline it's got the twist and then the other twist at the end Mm -hmm. you get you get kind of the double take at the at the end but i also think if you peel it back if you kind of look at more about it there is so much commentary about there's commentary about society and expectations of men and women and how how they are women are are a man dominated you know are in a man dominated mm-hmm. world right and things like that and in terms of Nathan in terms of Oscar Isaac how a man wants to convey femininity and how yeah. he thinks it should be and so like there's all of these different kinds of layers to it which I think is so interesting and in what makes the movie way more than like the sum of its parts you mentioned Oscar Isaac. His performance is phenomenal. It's so, so good. good. It's so, so good. good. Um, and I just can't. I I think I saw before this. I think I saw him in Star Wars, which he's fine in Star Wars. His character doesn't really mm-hmm. do do much. And I think I also saw Inside Lewin Davis before I saw this. Okay. This is by far his like creepiest role that he's done. Yeah, yeah, I definitely agree with that. Um, the first thing I feel like I had seen him in was uh, the movie Che from uh, I think Steven Soderbergh did it. Okay, but it's kind of a smaller role, it's like an interpreter. Um, and then yeah, I'm pretty sure I I'd seen the Star Wars before this. I think yeah. Um, so the, yeah, this felt like a turn from you know from Poe. It was yeah. just like oh, this is not that guy at all. Uh, to be honest, I have not seen Inside Lewin Davis. Um, or I should correct that as I have not stayed awake through Lewin Davis. So uh, <laughs> you tried, so you tried, but you fell asleep. <laughs> I tried, I did try, but I, I don't know. I don't know what it was. Although I am super stoked to see him coming up in Dune. Um, yeah. I think he fits that role really well. I, I read through that book. So I was in prep for the movie. I'm like, Oh, this is great casting. Um, this movie is so rewatchable. There's so many like going back and seeing it again, you pick up on things like, Oh, that's going to pay off later. Yep. Whereas the first time you may have not seen it so that it does a great job of that. And I attribute a lot of that to the writer and director, Alex Garland, who people probably, you know, know the stuff that he's written before. He did The Beach, that Leo uh, DiCaprio movie, yeah. 28 Days Later, Sunshine, um, the Dread remake. But uh, this was his directorial debut, which, you know, we've talked about it before. I think on respectively on both of our pods are just like, what are the best directorial debuts? And I never think about this movie. Mm-hmm. You know, I was like, oh, you know, you think about other people, but. This is amazing to be your first directorial <laughs> debut. This was like so good. I, I couldn't believe this was his first feature length movie. It's it's got shots. That's that's what I want to say about this movie. It's got the shots. 
And if you follow us on Twitter at 24 minutes of a 24, I've thrown up a couple of appreciation posts for some incredible shots in this movie. I think you make a really good point. And I think the interesting thing about this movie to me, before we get into our true cinemas and our a one acts, I think that no matter, no matter how much you talk about this movie or how many people see this movie or how much people like you and I and others suggest it and say, Oh man, this, this is such a good movie. You should watch this. This is really, really good. It's never going to get the credit it deserves. And I don't know if that's an A24 stipulation. I don't know if that's a directorial debut stipulation. I don't know if that's, you've really only got three main characters thing, but there's something about this where I just feel like it's consistently under the radar forever, forever and ever. And it, it just will be, but I think that's what adds to the greatness of the movie. Yeah, it definitely feels like a, a band that you like before they really pop off and everyone's yes. like, oh, have you heard of these people? It's like, if you can connect with someone on Ex Machina, not that it's like a super underground movie, but it, yeah, it just doesn't get, when you, people yeah. talk about sci-fi is like anything like that. Um, I don't think it comes up that often. I don't know if it's like the indie aspect of it or what it is, but it just doesn't get brought up enough, especially with the cast that this has all three of them are like leads in their own right, you know, for their own movies. And we have the three of them together fairly early in their careers. So this was, this was great casting and yeah, this movie deserves more respect for sure. It definitely does. It definitely does. Let's move on to our true cinema. This is where you and I talk about our favorite moments or our favorite scene in the movie, what we consider true cinema in the film. Ben, you want to go first and give me your favorite scene or moment of the movie? Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm going to do a, just a couple like my, my, the absolute favorite scene, I think, is the thing that everyone has seen. It's the gif. It's the right. dancing like that. Has that is be. just beautiful. It is so well done. So well shot. Their choreography is just like, even as you're watching, it's like, my God, does this guy spend the time like choreographing <laughs> this with them? Like, right. that's amazing. That's what you do when you're just like live on, you know, in solitude forever. So visually and the way that like adds to the story is great. I will say I forgot about the scene. The thing that really got me laughing was uh, when he's asking Caleb, what's your type? And Caleb's like, girl, he's like, no, salad dressing. Like, yes, <laughs> yeah, of course, great. girl, what's your type? I'm like, oh, my God, like, I forgot. How- There's so many funny scenes in this movie yeah. that I did not remember. Uh, what about you? What's your true cinema? I think you're you're right. Everybody knows the dancing scene and the dancing scene to me, what makes it so intriguing and just like so peak. I don't know if it's peak Oscar Isaac or peak like his character just being a douchebag, but like what he says about Nathan is like, or or Caleb is basically freaking out and doesn't know what's happening Mm -hmm. in this house. And Oscar Isaac's just like, I'm going to fucking tear up the dance floor. And Mm -hmm. you're just like, what, what are you doing? What is happening right now? And that is something that I, I think, and, and I, I feel like I can speak for both of us. A 24 manages to find these scripts or these writers that can really like basically twist the knife Mm -hmm. and you can just say like, I, this is amazing and I'm confused, but it's phenomenal. And, and it's, and it's iconic, right? Like that's the iconic scene. So I agree. That's, that's a wonderful scene for me. I think there are two scenes really the first being uh, Ma- the Mary in a black and white room, kind of like this mm-hmm. um, conundrum that Caleb explains to Ava, and we get those kind of flash forwards, possibly of yeah. Ava out in the open and how some uh, and how the study of color and how that impacts life and so on and so forth. 
I think that's a great monologue, and Domino Gleason delivers it really well, and mm-hmm. the visuals you get with it is is so fun. I do I really like the scene where Caleb gets Nathan drunk and discovers old footage of old versions of AIs. Mm-hmm. You see one of them like start turning on Nathan and bash her arms in to the wall, just like yeah. maddening, like so, so crazy. <laughs> and then Kyoko peels off her face and then Caleb slits open his arm and just like in this five minute span, you really question the reality of what you're watching. And that is 100% the moment where things take that really deep, dark turn. And you're like, wow, this, this is sci-fi crazy right now. Instead of just a nice drama, this gets really, really crazy. Can I ask you a question about that scene real fast? Please. Okay. So I thought of this and this might just be way, this might be too much. This just might be out in the open. We're going to see. I did not hit Reddit. I didn't do anything. So I've not crowdsourced any of this. So I could be like the only person on the planet that like is vibing with this. I'm so So, excited. So I wanted to, (laughs) not to preface it too much, but I wanted to (laughs) let you know. Okay. So when Caleb slits open his arm, right? And he does so because he doesn't know what is real. What is an AI? He's just really like blackout confused, right? Mm -hmm. He doesn't know what's going on. Is it possible? that Caleb is such an advanced version of AI and this entire movie that we're watching is really just Nathan performing his own Turing test on Caleb to see if he can distinguish if he is an AI or not. Because I know Nathan gets kind of like picked in this lottery. Yeah. Or or Caleb gets picked in this lottery. Nathan says, I picked you on purpose. I knew I needed you for this. So that's like flag number one. Flag number two, they have a conversation about AIs and how Ava is just version 9.2. And there's Mm -hmm. always going to be another version. There's always going to be something else. And the fact that Caleb feels empathy for Ava, that to me, that entire monologue strikes itself as a Turing test that Nathan is doing to say, I wonder if this AI can feel things for other AIs, like, you know, that kind of level. I know he bleeds blood. I know that, but maybe, dude, maybe that's just how fucking advanced he is. I don't know. Am I, did I like take something weird last night when I watched this or what? I I think that anybody who watches that scene (laughs) is going to be thinking that same thing because as you're watching, it's like, yeah, I would probably go so crazy as well. They're like, am I an AI? Like, I'm going to just going to slip my own wrist and see what happens here. And then as he did, I was like, man, but maybe they do like an outer layer of like this blood. Right, so that, like exactly. if someone tries to do it, it convinces them. Like I had the same exact thought. So either you, it's not just you as crazy, either we're both just crazy <laughs> or other people have had this thought. The, the, the twist like viewpoint on this that I like is that this, this movie is actually kind of from like, Ava's perspective like Mm -hmm. she's the one running the test because they call it Ava session one and like through seven and every time it starts we start with Don Gleason asking questions except for the seventh one it's just Ava there and so then it becomes like wait was she the one running these tests here to get her way out of this like is that really who was running the show here the whole time and I just think it's super impressive and that's just a sign of a great movie which again makes it rewatchable then you just want to like understand like where where am I what am I watching here yeah, I'm getting myself all fired up again, dude. I'm gonna have to go. Yeah, I'm gonna go watch this. Watch this again. <laughs> uh, okay, we got our true cinema. Cinema. We're gonna fly through our A1 acts here, so we can 
try to accomplish our first ever 24-minute A24 podcast. A1 Act, Oscar Isaac as Nathan. You've got him in the card counter this year, which I heard was not superb. You've got him in Upcoming in Dune, Poe Dameron in Star Wars, uh, like we mentioned, Inside Lewin Davis. He's in Drive. And I wanted to add another one on here, his outfit at the Venice Film Festival. If you haven't seen it, go Google it. It is sublime. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I would even throw in his red carpet affair he's having with Jessica Chastain because yes. like, they are just milking it up God, for all the photographers. Oh. But I got to be honest, if I was going to show one person an Oscar Isaac movie, it would be this one. This to me is sure. the best thing that he's done so far. I am very excited about Dune. I mean, that role isn't like the protagonist. I still think this would be the best Oscar Isaac movie, but I feel like he fits that role in Dune very well. Totally agree. I think this would be what I show to people to say this is Oscar Isaac. Second being like, yeah, check out these red carpet affairs with Justice mm-hmm. Chastain. It's phenomenal. It's a vibe. And I think I think Poe Dameron in Star Wars is not Oscar Isaac. I don't think that's fair to say yeah. that is him. I think that he's just fulfilling a character necessarily yes. in that. Domhnall Gleeson as Caleb plays General Hux in the Star Wars sequel trilogy. I think underrated character personally. He's in Mother. He's in, he plays uh, Bill Weasley in the Harry Potter films. And he's in About Time with Rachel McAdams in uh, 2013. I mean, we did this with Robert Pattinson. I told you I'm a proud Hufflepuff, <laughs> so I had to go with him for Cedric. And as much as I love him in these Harry Potter movies, I really have to go with About Time. I don't know oh, if you've okay. seen that movie, but it is, it's a great movie, uh, like a time traveling love story. And he does a wonderful job in there um, with Rachel McAdams. So they're a great pairing there. Unexpected movie. If you haven't seen it, go check it out. I do like Rachel McAdams in general, so I, I, I could see myself watching that. I think I like him as General Hux. I think he's pretty cool. But again, if I was going to show somebody something and say, like, Domino Gleason, this is what you know, I think this is the one for me. I think this for is sure. his A1 act. I think he does really, really well. Alicia Vikander as Ava. She's in Jason Bourne. Laura Croft uh, in Tomb Raider in, in the past one and the upcoming one. She's in Blue Bayou this year. She's in Beckett and she's in The Green Knight, which I didn't know until I researched this. Oh, nice. Yeah, I still have not watched that one. Um, My pick is actually not on this list. Okay. And it is The Man from Uncle. I don't know if you've seen that, but she has Mm -hmm. to hold her own against Henry Cavill and Army Hammer in kind of a spy thriller. And she's kind of the third person in that mix. And she does it. She's honestly probably the star of that show. So I would go with The Man from Uncle. Um, that's a that's a great movie, especially if you're into like an action kind of thriller thing. Definitely check that one out. Dang man, the she's trifecta. She's that she can hold herself. Yeah, yeah. Alicia Vikander being in those trifectas that's pretty impressive. Uh, I have not. I honestly I have not seen anything other than this movie and The Green Knight with her. So I I I'm gonna default and give this movie as yeah. her A1 act. I think to have the ability to portray an AI like she does is is ridiculous. I don't even know how you would start to try to do that. Mm-hmm. I think it's yes. so good. Um, and and yeah, I mean, I just I haven't seen a lot, so I got to give it to her here. Uh, a one act for a man falling in love with a robot. Uh, we've got yeah. obviously we've got this one. First thing that comes to mind is her when you uh, mm-hmm. when you've got her and Austin Powers, an international man of mystery. You've got Austin Powers kind of falling in love with the fembots a little bit. Mm-hmm. And uh, kind of-ish Blade Runner. Uh, yeah. what, what else? You got anything else to put on this list? No, uh, I, I couldn't really think of anything else, you know, outside of the replicants with Blade Runner. But I do think this would be my pick. Um, her is, is 
obviously another great like A1, A2 option here. Yeah. But I just love thinking about this as like being the the story from Ava's perspective, from like the robot's perspective kind of thing. Like, oh, that makes it so much more interesting to me. So this would definitely be my pick. Nice. I think I've got to go with her. I have a nice special attachment to that movie for some reason. I just am a sucker for anything that'll just make me cry like on command. I, that movie will just yeah. absolutely tear me up inside. And I've got to go with it. You've got Joaquin Phoenix and Scarlett Johansson against one another. And it's just like the ultimate melancholic man falls in love with robot. I mean, that's pretty yeah. much, pretty much that's, how that's that goes. All it is. Yeah. So I got to go with uh, her. Our last A1 act that we're going to do is dancing scenes in cinema. Ooh. You mentioned you've got this dancing scene. It's, it's rather short. It's only a couple minutes long, but God damn, if Oscar Isaac can't dance, that is, is it's, yeah. it's very impressive. Other top contenders, Pulp Fiction, Dirty Dancing. I put Napoleon Dynamite on, Dynamite Ooh, on the list. Yeah. Um, Risky Business, Black Swan, when she essentially turns into the swan. Super mm-hmm. effing creepy. La La Land in Griffith Park. Uh, what a lovely night. Anything else? I mean, I, I don't know that anything would top any of these. Uh, I have to go with Pulp Fiction because that to me is just like the most iconic dancing scene of all time. But a, a really close follow-up would be Dirty Dancing. I think that was a great call. Mm. That that movie's wonderful. Uh, but that Pulp Fiction, Jack Rabbit Slim's dancing scene has got to be the way to go. Yeah, Pulp Fiction is just it's it's just pure classic, right? Like I don't I don't know if there's much you can do to beat that. I haven't seen Dirty Dancing. I don't feel great about saying that on a podcast because uh, I know I know I'll catch some flack, but I I think I think Pulp Fiction takes it. I think this is too unique to be considered like a one act for dancing and cinema. I think there's so yeah. many other iconic scenes. And for me personally, I'm, a, I'm you know you know I'm a big La La Land guy. So I, think I was that, gonna say I thought you were gonna follow your heart. Yeah, to La La Land. <laughs> I I have to. That, I mean that's my boy, and yeah. um I think La La Land gets it for me. But I think there are so many different like vibes that you can choose when it comes to dancing in cinema and movies. Yeah. Like if you're talking about the black Swan, like that is deep and disturbing, but it is so enthralling and mm-hmm. something like this ex machina is short and deliberate and fun, but really creepy. There's just like so many different versions of it. Um, I, I think Pulp Fiction wins out though, for sure. Let's give our a 24 ranking. Uh, first cow would be a top tier film. We've got good time would be a mid level a good time film and uh the farewell would be our bottom tier what are you putting ex machina in ben i mean it's so hard because we've just been starting out with some of the best and i was like i just (laughs) have like three movies in my first count it's like (laughs) is every movie going to be like this but honestly this would be up there like if you're giving me like you can only take five a24 movies with you to an island like i'm taking ex machina without a doubt like this is a first count movie for me what about you? Yeah, there's no question about it. First cow all day, every day, twice on Sunday. It's it's a twenty fourth. I mean, this is it. Like you said, if you're going Desert Island, a twenty four. This is my second pick, probably. Uh, I mm-hmm. mean, you know, Uncut Gems. Gotta I, have Howie. I, yeah, gotta have Howie on my island with me, and then that'll fill slots one through four, and then the fifth slot will just will just go to <laughs> Ex Machina. I think. <laughs> This, the script, the visuals, the story, I think it's got it all. I think it's a, a phenomenal watch. Obviously, if you haven't seen Ex Machina, um, we ruined the whole thing for you. So I apologize. Yep. But, uh, you know, you're still worth going to see. Still go see it. Yeah, without <laughs> a doubt. You definitely still need to check this out. This movie is uh, definitely worth your time. Under two hour runtime, which is always a plus, I think, for us. So, uh, big yeah, give this, give this thing a, a look. It's worth your time, 100%. Yeah, it's a big vibe. And I, I will say, last thing. 
my wife was doing schoolwork when I was watching this out in the living room. She decided to take a break from schoolwork. She came out. I had like 10 minutes left. Uh, Oscar Isaac and Kyoko had just <laughs> both died. Ava was getting ready to leave the hu- the house. Domino Gleason was getting ready to be trapped. And she comes out. And this is one of the few movies where she's like, we like watch together at some point in our mm-hmm. lifetime. And she goes, ooh, you're in a good part. And I was like, damn right I'm in a good part. You bet. This is That's dynamite. A, yeah. I <laughs> so, love that so much. It, it transcends perfect. all types of moviegoers. <laughs> yeah, I think honestly for all, like for you and I, we could walk in at any point and just be like, oh, you're at a good part. Yes, this whole movie is exactly. great. <laughs> uh, we want to know what, what were your thoughts on A24's Ex Machina? Does this, you know, is this the top tier Oscar Isaac for you? Alicia Vikander, let us know on Twitter or Instagram. You can follow us at 24 Minutes of A24. I'm Ben Lawhorn. And I'm Ethan Simi. Spring break forever, bitches. Uh-huh.